and we will be looking at chapter 11 of the Gospel of Luke. Does anybody have that page? 8, 45, and 46 is in there. Chapter 11, and we will look in verse 9. Now, maybe I'll switch there. Chapter 11, verse 9. Now, Jesus has been speaking to his disciples and to the crowd. And he has just told a story that has left a lot of them baffled. And then he says the following. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks the door will be open. Uh, which of you parents, if your son asks for a fish, you will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, you will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask of him? The Gospel of the Lord. I have been sharing with, uh, with the crowd here for the last month a, a, a way, a new way, or perhaps a different way of telling our community who we are. Who we are as Presbyterians. Who we are as people of God. In, in, in the last few, or in the last uh, century perhaps, when they would ask us, who are we? We would say, we are Presbyterians. And by the way, the word Presbyterian is made of, of, of the Greek word elder because it kind of describes our form of government. And that was a good statement for a generation. It worked very well. It actually was appealing to some people of a generation in which institutions were very important. But I think that's old. Because as I have shared with you, I was in Florida when a girl from Pennsylvania, and I mentioned Pennsylvania because it is a Presbyterian state, traditionally, right? There you go. And this girl approached me in, in South Florida and, and, and asked me, uh, what church are you a pastor from? Because I had this kind of stuff on. And I said, I'm a Presbyterian pastor. And she asked me, are you guys Christians? And I got out of the stun and, and says, girl, we practically invented it. What are you talking about? Uh, so, but there is a, a, a situation out there where institutions are just not the answer that people want. So how can we, as a new community of faith, as a new church in this community, how can we project ourselves to the community in a non-institutional way, but rather in a way that describes who we are and what we're about? Well, I'm suggesting this month that we should call, that they, if somebody asks us, what are you people? We would say, we are people of grace and people of forgiveness. We are people of grace and people of change. We are people of grace and people of opportunity. And next week, we'll be sharing that we are people of grace and people of gratitude. That opens up a conversation. If you just tell them you're Presbyterian, they're going to be embarrassed because if they don't know who we are or what we are, because we're not Coca-Cola, everybody knows. Uh, so th the conversation stops right there. But when you tell them we're people of grace and people of gratitude, we're people of grace and forgiveness. What? 
And then we can begin to share about what God has done with us. Where God in God's mercy initiated the relationship with us. As scripture says that God loved us first. Even when we are unable to respond to God intellectually or physically in our baptism, God claims us. And we belong to God in life as well as in death. And today I want to share a little bit about people of grace and opportunity. You see, opportunities are doors. Doors of opportunities. And sometimes doors are good. We told the kids today not to open the doors. But when we're adult and, and, and we have a sense of security and a sense of, of who we really are, and we can open doors. Actually, God is the owner of all doors. Did you know that? Our sovereign, almighty God is the owner of every single opportunity, of every single chance, of every single door. Scripture tells us that he is the God that opens doors that nobody can close. And he's the God that closes doors that nobody can open. So every door, our text this morning, our, our, our Psalm 24 that the choir read this morning, reads as follow. The earth is the Lord's. The earth is the Lord's. And notice what the second part says. And everything in it. Not only part of it. And everything in it. The world. And then to bring it home, so that we don't get lost in that concept of world and we're not part of, to bring it home to our hearts and all who live in it. So yes, there are doors of opportunity that God, through God's grace, will open for us. But we need to first understand that these doors, whether they're open or they're closed, they belong to God. Right, Charles? It is an experience for many pastors. And, and that when we move forward in our ministry, we look and we seek and we ask. We ask, we seek, and we knock. And some doors even open. And the temptation is to walk through. But we seek, we ask as we knock. And God answers. You see? You have searched me. And you know me, says the psalmist in 139. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar, listen to this, with all my ways. God is the God that owns every opportunity. God is the God that owns every door. And God's grace, by God's grace, we then are presented with many open doors in our lives. Oh, do we have open doors in our lives by the grace of God? Because God's grace, that is something that we do not deserve, that we cannot earn, that we cannot buy, that we cannot fight for, that we cannot even die for because Jesus had died for it. So that it will be given to us as a gift that we do not deserve. And yet, by God's grace, God presents us with doors, with opportunities in our lives. Like opportunities with a new perspective in life when we come to Jesus. Like opportunities of a new way of loving and being loved. Taking the concept of love away from the world and bringing it to the church where he was born. Because God is love. 
We have God, by God's grace, God opens, presents us with doors of opportunities such as, uh, as creating new relationships, making new connections. Those are opportunities to be able to share that we're people of grace and people of gratitude, forgiveness, change and opportunity. Opportunity to new dreams and visions. God for you with your dreams and your visions. Somebody was telling me this week that they have a lot of ideas for next year. Wonderful. Another person told me that our session should be, I'm paraphrasing her, her words, that our session should be a session of permission given to ministries to evolve and just happen. I think she's read that somewhere. Because God's grace presents it with opportunities. God's grace presents it with the opportunity for us to be restored, for us to be reclaimed, and for us to be reconciled, for new reconciliations to take place between human beings that traditionally do not take place. God's grace opens opportunities for restoration. God's grace opens opportunities to alive for God and not for ourselves. Listen to that. God's grace opens the opportunity for us to live God's life and not ours. God's grace also opened opportunities for us to be shaped, reshaped, and made in the image of Jesus because that is the purpose for what all this narrative and all this story is given to us. It is for us to be conformed to the image of Jesus and not to ourselves. God gives us the opportunities also. And many don't like to hear this and they will turn the TV off if we were in television at this time. Because God also offers us the opportunity to suffer for God's sake. And to be vulnerable in a hostile world. Because we will respond with love and not with hostility. God's grace above all, and I have said it earlier, gives us the opportunity to become more like Jesus. Thirdly and lastly, God's grace opens doors. It is God that opens the doors. It is God that gives us fresh opportunities. Listen to what's happening in our congregation. Don't we have great new opportunities? Why should we limit ourselves to the past when we have a whole new opportunity of array of ministries and different people to minister to in different ways? By God's grace. And God has turned around. And God has turned around. You see, because God's grace opens doors. And if you are seeking, if you are asking, and if you are knocking, you will see those doors open. Paul puts it this way. Actually, Paul puts the fact that there are good doors for all of us to walk through. In his verse in Philippians 2, I mean, pardon me, in, in Ephesians 2.10, two verses down from our Seder Doctrine from our Seder Doctrine of our salvation by grace, where Paul says, we are God's handiwork. Another version says, we are God's creation. Another verse says, we are God's invention. Another one even goes for to say, we are God's creative vision. Mm. Created in Christ Jesus, listen to that, to do good works. And listen to this other part, which God prepared, the good works, in advance, for you and I to do. So there are doors out there, Light of Hope. There are doors out there, my sister and my brother. Whatever situation you are facing, there are 
doors of grace that will open if you will ask, if you will seek, and if you will knock. God's grace does not only own all the doors. God's grace does not only present us with the doors, but God's grace opens the doors for you and I. Now I have a question to ask you. Knock, knock. Zeke, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all the good things in it, and the remainder shall come to you. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you. We thank you for your steadfast, profound, life-changing word. As we ask the Spirit to come and change us, mold us, you do just that. We ask for you to fill us with your Spirit. And that's exactly what Jesus said. For if you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask, to those who seek, and to those who knock? Thank you, Lord, that by your grace we can see doors Doors of opportunities to make new connections. Doors of opportunities to change our lives, to improve our relationships, to be conformed to the image of Jesus. Amen. Amen.